Thank you for joining me for another episode of Connecting Faith in Life. I'm Mr. Brown. Whether you're listening to this on Apple I, uh, Podcast, whether whatever podcast app you use, Spotify, we're on all of them, even if you listen to our app or YouTube, thank you for listening and watching this podcast. Whether you're driving, doing the dishes, that's when I really listen to a lot of podcasts. If I'm driving, doing dishes, or it's cleaning up. Like cleaning up is a great time to listen to a podcast. So whatever you're doing, thank you for joining me. And this episode is for you. And I really want these episodes to be something that connects your faith and life. So I want them to be practical. And so if you have an idea or thought you'd like me to talk about, I'd love to. If you want to get on the podcast, maybe we can work that out too, because I really would like to have a co-host, somebody to talk to, because I don't know about you, but sometimes I say things that I normally don't say unless I'm in a conversation. Someone will bring something up and I'll think about it a different way and have a different nuanced conversation. So this is, well, I want this to be a conversation. And this is not like my typical videos where there's a lot more stuff flying on the screens or words popping up. This is really primarily made for audio. So, and the beautiful thing about our app, when you download our app, you can watch or listen to it at the same time. You can switch back and forth. So, with that said, let me jump off and get into this episode right away. And I have two questions for you. Let me start with the first one is this. Uh, what stuff distracts you? What distracts you from doing your day-to-day task or whatever you're supposed to do? What distracts you? Why don't you think about that for a minute? Maybe leave a comment somewhere. I would love to know. What kind of things distract you? I get distracted first and foremost, by myself. I, I distract myself, my thoughts. I'll be doing one thing, my thoughts will go over here and then go over there. Like I got ADHD, like I got detention. I just go all over the place, right? Just going all over the place thinking. That's one thing that distracts me, my own thoughts. Number two thing that distracts me is when I upload stuff to YouTube, like I'm working and I upload something to YouTube, I get distracted by those those sidebars, the thumbnails, the titles. I'm like, oh man, I got I to gotta watch that. That's this end. What are they talking about, right? And so that's why I would prefer that you watch this on our app or listen to it on our app because there's no distractions. So I get distracted by a lot of things. And I think sometimes I'm too distracted and I, I really get down on myself for that. I get distracted. I don't want to waste, like I said in the first episode of this new season, uh, 224. I don't want to waste the the opportunities God has given me, the talent or the opportunity. I don't want to be lazy and, un, and undisciplined. So I'm working on disciplines, putting things in my life, habits that can help me. The second question is the title of this episode Maybe when you saw it, you thought, oh, what, what are you talking about? Would you want to be caught doing this? Would you want to be caught doing this? And I hope that that title intrigued you enough to click on the link <laughs> and think about this. And most time people think it's a bad thing. They want to be caught doing something bad. But you know, you can be caught doing something good. And I want to be caught doing something good. I want to be caught being faithful. I want to be caught being faithful. When I die, I would love to hear the phrase, welcome home, good and faithful servant. But even as I live my life day to day, I want, first of all, God to catch me being faithful, but people around me. Because when people see you being faithful, committed to what you're supposed to do, it encourages them as well. Because we all get distracted. But sometimes I get distracted and I'll see my wife doing, being focused. I'm thinking, okay, let me get focused too, right? That's why sometimes it's good to work in an environment other people are. You can be focused or it can be bad. You get distracted. But I think I want to be caught being faithful, doing the things God has called me to do, how God has called me to do it. So I must eliminate or minimize distractions, have to do things that I'm just not being so distracted and turned away from what I should be doing. So let me just say this. I'm going to read a passage of scripture. And as I thought about this passage, it's talking about how we should be found faithful. But it also talks about the fact of not judging our own selves or being judged by the people. First uh, Corinthians chapter four, Paul is he's apostle, he's leading people, and people are starting to judge him about what he's doing. 
And sometimes we worry so much about what other people think about what we're doing. But the question is, are we focused on what God has told us to do? Because people have you doing all kinds of stuff. You're so focused on what other people think you should be doing. And I think it's harder now with social media because we look at everybody else's life and go, we compare our lives to theirs. And we look at our phones and go, whoa, they're doing that, doing that. I should be doing that. Or, like, I'm guilty. I, I had to stop watching Shark Tank. Because I would watch these people, and they're coming up with these great ideas and getting big deals. I'm like, man, I should be doing I got ideas. I should be making millions. I should be buying my business for a couple million dollars. But that's not what God has called me to do. And people often ask me, living where I live now, I should run for political office. Because so many people know who I am in this town. Pretty good reputation, I hope, in the town. And people say, you should run for office. And I know a lot of kids who are now adults, who are voting age, would recognize my name and my face from being in their schools. But you know, that's not my calling. I need to be faithful in what... I believe God has called me to do because I want to be caught doing this, being faithful. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul is writing the Corinthian church and he talks about um, what we should be found. We should be faithful. We should be good stewards. But he also talks about not being judged. So I'm going to read it real quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. This is how one should regard us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. I'm going to stop right there for a minute, that we should be found faithful. Now, read this. It says, this is uh, one, we regard ourselves as servants of Christ, that we are servants. And so funny, we are servants or slaves of Christ. Last week in Sunday school, we are talking about this idea, answering a big question, what did Jesus teach when he was on earth? And the answer was, God taught, Jesus taught about God, God's kingdom, and God's way. So we started talking about kingdom. We had a kid come up, and uh, he wanted, I said, who wants to be a king? He came up, we gave him a robe, a staff. He was king, right? Um, and the funny thing is, I asked him, I said, what's your first rule as a king? He goes, Netflix is free for everybody. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. You can everybody free Netflix, right? But I said, they got to pay you anything as your servants? He was like, yeah, $100 a week or something like that. But, but you know, the, the point was we wouldn't be good kings of our own lives. And we try to be good kings. We try to run our own dominion. Now, we are responsible for our lives before God, but we submit those lives to God. And so I am a servant. I am a slave. Another kid wears his hand. So if God is a king, what does that make us? He goes, slaves? Well, yeah, I guess. We're servants. We are slaves. The Bible and Paul says, I'm a, a doulos, a servant of Christ, a slave of Christ. I am. I am a servant of the Most High God through Jesus Christ. And that's a great position to be in. Um, and not only that, God calls me his child. God calls me his own. So there's a there's a multiple pictures of that. But in this one, he says, we're servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. That we get to go and proclaim his excellent name. Paul also says that we're ambassadors of Christ. We are those who are living in this earth. This is not our home, but we represent a kingdom of God that's a foreign to a lot of people. We get to be servants, ambassadors. But in this context, we're servants of the missions of God. And he says, moreover, it is, it is required that stewards be found faithful. Well, the ESV used the word stewards. I looked at the word steward. What is a steward? And it gave several examples or several definitions of a steward. Like number one, a steward is a person who looks after the passengers on a ship, aircraft, train. Yeah, yeah, that's not what we're talking about. Another one is a person responsible for supplies, food. That's not what we're talking about either. But this one I really like. A person employed to manage another's property, especially a large house or estate. Um, the verb tense is this. Supervise arrangements or keep order. Manage or look after another's property. And I think about the fact that he uses this word stewards, that we are, the stewards be found faithful. I am managing someone else's property. I am not an owner of anything. Everything I have comes from God. It is owned by God, including me. 
Second uh, Corinthians chapter six verse nineteen. Know you not that your bodies are, are are temples of the Holy God? Let me read it. I, I sometimes I want to quote scripture and I'll be like, man, where does that scripture come from? My head is big, but I don't get it all in there. But in First Corinthians chapter six verse nineteen, it says, "Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own." You have been bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. I do not belong to myself. I belong to God. I remember growing up in church, there was a song which was saying, I belong to God. I belong to God. Just a reminder that from my head, from top of my head to sole of my feet, I belong to God. I belong to God. I am not my own. I've been bought with a price. I've been ransomed from death to life. I've been bought from the devil's kingdom and translated to the glorious kingdom of his son. I am now a part of God's family. And so I am a steward. So everything God gives me, I don't own it. I am a steward. I am to use it to glorify God. Every talent I have, every breath I have, it belongs to God. And I'm going to be held account to how I use this life before God. Not necessarily by people, but by God. So we are stewards and it gives us a great position to understand where we are. So your talent, your ability, your life, your home, everything, you are a steward of it. You don't own anything because the truth is you can't take any of this material uh, possessions with you and you can't take your talent with you. If you're a singer, you're a musician, when you die, that stuff is gone, right? And everything that we do on this earth as children of God, we are to do it to glorify God. Um, Paul also said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 or 2 Corinthians chapter 10, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. It's all about God. So going back to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, when Paul talks about being a steward, that, that we need to be found faithful. And to go to answer my question when I started this podcast is, would you want to be found doing this? Would you want to be found being faithful? Hopefully the answer is yes. That's my answer. I want to be faithful. And if, I, if the answer is yes, therefore, I probably have to change some of my habits or build healthy habits for me to be faithful in everything God has given me. Now, in the second part of this passage, when I first heard this sermon, heard this sermon on this passage, and the idea was people-pleasing. Many of us are doing things to please people and not God. And so this passage was used because even Paul here, he says, he said, I'm a steward of the mysteries of God, and it's important that stewards be found faithful. However, I'm not going to be controlled by you judging me in verse 3. But with me, it's a very small thing that I should be judged by you or any human court. In fact, I don't even judge myself. He says, listen, it's a small thing that I'd be judged by you. When people come up to you and talk about you, well, you should be doing, you should be doing that, you should be doing that. Hey, I'm not saying you dismiss it totally, but put in the proper box, maybe a small one. <laughs> and what God says goes in the bigger box. Some of us are struggling because we're people pleasers. We're not doing what God has called us to do because we're so busy trying to please people. And I've been there, right? People tell you gifted at that. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. And even like I was telling some students the other day, I remember distinctly one day being at a public school doing, uh, I spoke at the school and I've been on this campus every single month. I was going to Prairie Elementary School every month and I really enjoyed it. Do some speaking, mentoring, hanging out with kids, but they all wanted me to come out to the playground. And I remember going to the playground one day. And I was playing tetherball against these first and second graders. And I do not let kids win. If you know me, you know I don't let kids win. When they win, they earn it. So I am playing tetherball against these little kindergarten, first grade, second graders. And I'm playing to, and they're, they're saying my name, Mr. Brown, Mr. Brown. I wish I had a video to show you. And so I'm sitting there playing tetherball. And I had this thought, what are you doing? You a grown man. Why are you playing tetherball with little kids in the middle of the day? 
Shouldn't you be somewhere in corporate America making deals, big deal, being on Shark Tank, right? Because I like business, right? I like, I like business and ideas, right? Shouldn't I be doing that? And the answer was, no. I am where God has placed me. God has given me certain skills and abilities that I can reach kids, and I really like doing it. And I can reach adults too, but the question is, what is mine to do? That God has given me this unique ability to still be able to communicate to TKers, first graders, third graders, high schoolers. I enjoy this gift. And even though I'm not, you know, you can't prop that up and look at me. I'm not my NBA player, right? I, I got all the status in the world. I have very little status in the world But what I do. Very under, undervalued, just like sometimes education. Educators are undervalued. Moms and dads are, moms are undervalued in our world. And if we would look at what everybody else would do, we'd be letting them judge us. And even Paul, he was, he was being sent by God to do his job, and people were judging him, telling him what he should and should not be doing. And Paul said, listen, it's a very small thing I should be judged by you or by any human court. In fact, I don't even judge myself. That's the second part. Be careful that we don't judge ourselves in a good or a positive but negative way. And sometimes we think we're all puffed up because we, I'm doing good. Because he goes on in verse 4. For I am not aware of anything against me, but I am not there acquitted. It is the Lord who judges me. He said, in my mind, I don't know anything that I've done wrong. I don't see anything I've done wrong. However, that doesn't lead me not having done anything wrong, but I'm putting it in the proper place. He says, it is the Lord who will judge me. The Lord who judges me. And I think that's important that we keep in mind. Yes, I want to be found being faithful, faithful to what God has called me to do, not what people call me to do. Because if I gave it up to y'all, I'd be doing some of the craziest stuff like, because people want you to be controlled. And it's hard sometimes because some of us really have this deep down desire to please people. And in a sense, this can, can be a manipulative thing. You can be manipulated easy when you're, you're focused to please people. But we got to keep our eyes further up to please God. Because if I'm pleasing God and people are happy with that, that's all good. But if I'm pleasing people and God's happy with that, that's all bad. And that's why Paul said in verse 3, it's a very small thing. Put it in the right place. Then he says in verse 5, therefore do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of, of the heart. Then each one will receive their commendation from God. Our reward, our congratulations, our data boys, data girls will come from God. And that's where they should be. But my focus right now is not to be so much controlled by what other people think I should be doing. What does God tell me to do? What is mine to do before God? And that, that's a great prayer. Say, God, what is mine to do? Maybe you're getting another job off or another opportunity to serve in church. And that's, for me as a believer, that has always been hard because in church, when there's a need, and people get up and share a need for this, need for that, need for this, we need volunteers for this. And sometimes it's been said that 80, uh, 20% of the people do 80% of the work in the church. And sometimes that's guilt-written because those, the people, 20%, always do it. Because nobody else do it, I'll do it. So you're doing five or six things in the church, and you need to be asking yourself, God, what is mine to do? Because some of you do too much in church, and you're burned out. You're burned out, and then you quit, and then everything falls apart. Well, just say, hey, God, what is mine to do? Instead of serving in five ministries, because I serve in two of them, because I serve in one, and really go wholeheartedly in that. And as church leadership, we got to be okay with some slots being open. So the right people can fill them versus the same people filling all the slots and then things break down. So I have to ask myself, and I think that's a great prayer to ask yourself, God, what is mine to do to glorify you? What is mine to do to glorify you? That's a great prayer to ask. That way we're not run all over the place trying to do all these things and find ourselves trying to please people 
instead of pleasing God. Because some of you need to get off some of these things doing in church and spend more time with your kids, spend more time with your husband or your wife to, to not be so busy. And I think sometimes we wear this, uh, this badge of honor of being busy. And I don't know if that's glorifying God. I'm doing this, doing this. I can't even take a break, do anything. And then we get high cholesterol. We don't eat right. We don't take care of our bodies. And it breaks down. So don't focus on pleasing people. And I would love to be caught doing this when God comes, being faithful. Again, verse 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. This is how one should regard us as stewards of Christ, servants of Christ, and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required as stewards that they be found faithful. I want you, I want me to be found faithful doing what God has called us to do. Because it's a, it's a privilege to be servant of God that we get to do this. We get to, we get to represent the most high God. Man, that's a, that's a great place to be in. So, and let me just, let me just say this before I end. Serving God does not mean that you simply have to do stuff in church. That's a part of it, that we serve our local body, that we are there to serve and not just to be served. However, I think even serving God and even says stewards of the mysteries of God, it's a mysterious thing that I can be part of the God's family, part of God, the body of Christ. That's a mysterious thing that I was lost in my sin, but now God saved me. He redeemed me. He translated me from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. That's an amazing thing, right? And I need to share that with people, not just in the church, but in my vocation. Because here's the deal. We're first and, for, first and foremost missionaries, right? We are all sent on mission to represent God in this world. We are his ambassadors. But that means we should be the best at our jobs. So if you're working as a, a, a lineman for PG&E, as an electric company, hey, do that with the best ability. If you're a lawyer, serve well. If you're flipping burgers, serve well. They should be looking at you as a Christian. Wow, and she shows up on time. She works hard. He works hard. He never misses a day. Why? Because the Bible says, I'm going to do another a video on this. In Colossians chapter 3, we work not as unto men, but unto the Lord. That everything we do, we're doing for God. And we get to represent him in our jobs. That don't mean that you're sitting up there at McDonald's because I take your order. Let me tell you about Jesus. Hey, you should represent Jesus. And if the opportunity comes to speak about Jesus, speak up. But don't. that's not your job. They're not paying you to prostitute people at your job. You should be prostituting people by your life. The Bible says, let men see your good work, but glorify your father who's in heaven. So it's not about necessarily what you say on your job. They won't let me talk about Jesus on the job. They didn't hire you to talk about Jesus. They hired you to flip them burger and serve them fries. They hired you to be kind to people, be loving to people, serve people. And, so, and guess what? I honestly get to do that when I go to public schools. I'm not preaching Christ. I'm not up there, you know, opening my Bible. But I'm making relationships, and, and I hear so many so many uh, teachers who are believers will come up to me afterwards. Thank you for representing Christ. I love what you do. I love showing your videos in my school because I know you're a believer, and what you're, what you're saying is so true. And they get to see somebody who is a role model to them, and I, I will embrace that. Like, look, honestly, kids think I'm a celebrity. I, they ask me to sign autographs and stuff. I'm not a celebrity, but I'm willing to embrace being an imperfect role model. Because I believe we've all been called. Somebody's looking up to us. And I want to represent Christ. Let my light shine so people will see my good work, but glorify my Father who's in heaven. So, going back to the original question. Do you want to be found doing this? Do you want to be caught doing this? Hope your answer is yes. Hope you want to be caught being faithful. Well, that's it for this episode of Connecting Faith in Life. Thank you for joining me. Hey, check out our website, ProclaimMinistry.com, to find out other resources we, we provide to help you live for God by connecting faith and life. Peace!